Hey there, Bran here, and welcome to part two of Goals for 2020 episode podcast season two. Goodness, already. Uh, Episode four now. Um, So check out episode three for part one you haven't already. Um, Otherwise, I'll just jump right into this. Um, So I had kind of was talking about the life wheel and I went through it. And funny enough, again, I'm still here sitting with uh, looking at it in my journal um, where kind of the halfway point is. Thankfully, I'm only halfway at one of them, (laughs) which is uh, my family and friends. But I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, why why and how I plan to get better at that. Um, But the next part, and I'm just kind of going around the circle for me, is uh, spiritual and personal growth. So this was a big one for me. Uh, I kind of put it off to the side. I was really focused on the personal stuff, as I was talking about in the previous episode, real hard about tactical, what were the numbers, what were my, you know, goals and, you know, smart goals, how was I going to measure it? Um, But a lot of the stuff that I'm really kind of almost reverse engineering of here I am, you know, chasing money and I finally hit my financial goals. And here I am chasing, you know, I have a fiance now and I hit my, you know, my relationship goal status, if you will. And all these other things that I feel society was expecting of me and for me. And, you know, the more successful I am and so many articles written about me and, you know, however many Instagram followers, which again, I'm not like instant famous or anything, but, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, she's doing all these things. She's so successful. And, you know, go, go, go. And she's on the grind. And like, I want to be just like her. And I was just so like broken and empty inside. I just kept chasing this, you know, um, external validation of the world telling me and, you know, supporting me and, um, essentially just validating like my existence. Um, and in reality, I just felt like a shell of a person to a certain point. Um, thankfully again, I was going through this whole kind of shift right before I met Fernando, which funny enough, he'll tell you, like I told him straight up, like, look, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. Like you came at the worst time ever. (laughs) He had just finished like sworn off of, okay, I'm going to stop casually dating. Like I don't need anyone to validate me. I don't need anyone to tell me I'm pretty. Like I think I'm pretty myself. I didn't think it at the time, but I was going to believe it. (laughs) I was really dedicated to really, again, doing this whole inner work, um, again, four years ago, you know, it was just such a big shift for me of, of really taking time. Like, okay, if I'm really, really want to work on me, they say you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. You know, what does that look like? Um, so I'm super grateful he's been along for the ride, but kind of back into this whole kind of life wheel thing for my personal and spiritual growth. Um, one big goal of mine this year is to actually pray. I used to pray a lot. And um, for those, again, spiritual, not spiritual, those with religion or not, um, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with even like meditation, which again, I was talking about earlier of simply just slowing down. All right. And it doesn't have to be a, you know, dear God, these are all the things, you know, I wish you could do for me. <laughs> um, for me, it's much more of just simply being present, uh, being grateful for what I do have, being grateful for what I've been through, being patient. Um, welcoming, you know, asking for more. Um, funny enough, I was joking with Fernando, joking and non-joking, right? He kind of knows that I'm usually kind of the double-edged sword there um, of, you know, we had gotten, funny enough, on our way home from Round Rock yesterday, we went to go again have my baby shower with my sister, not my baby shower, my sister's baby shower uh, this weekend. And on the way home, we stopped at Starbucks. Um, he got a coffee, got a matcha water. We both got like snacks um, as well. And so it was just kind of this, oh, we'll just make a pit stop, you know, quick through Starbucks drive through And someone, I guess, paid for us or she didn't say someone paid for us, but she said it's free. Um, and I don't know if because the wait was long uh, or what happened. 
But just she just said, oh, it's free. Don't worry about it when, you know, we drove up to pay. And so Fernando's like, are you sure? And he kind of seems super skeptical. And I was like, don't question it. Like, say thank you, universe. Thank you, God. Yes, please. We'd like some more. <laughs> um, and it's just that kind of stuff of, um, you know, just welcoming help and and support people of, of different expertise are, are just willing to help or offer something for free or, you know, give you some type of value uh, that you would have never thought possible. Um, and again, last episode, and I'll probably keep talking about almost every episode because he's just a whirlwind of wealth of knowledge for me. Uh, but I call him my kind of life coach, my life mentor. Um, he actually, you know, charges tens of thousands of dollars to uh, give someone, again, the insight to do the coaching, to sit down and his time is is worth a lot of money, right? Like he doesn't just, you know, talk to talk. He has purpose and meaning and really helps people, you know, find themselves, find purpose. I mean, again, executives, CEOs, companies, he helps get them aligned. And the fact that this person, you know, gave me his time and energy and effort for free. Like I couldn't accept it. This like blew me away. And granted, this was, I want to say three years ago where I finally got the gumption. I'm like, I'm going to ask him and I'm willing to pay him and I'm, I'm going to do what it takes. Even though I have to save every six months to just have one session with him. And the fact that I was willing to invest it in myself and I finally got the gumption to just ask him like, Hey, would you be willing to like, you know, make time for me? Like, I, I really feel, you know, you're the person I look up to. You're, you know, kind of the, the, the vision of what I see myself and what I want to achieve, just your level of confidence and how you speak and how you present and all the great things you're doing. Um, and it was just, I don't know if I flattered him or he was already like, yeah, I've, I've been waiting for you to ask for help because I'd be more than happy to help you. <laughs> um, but some, some, something that simple, uh, again, is for even for me, like a prayer of, you know, man, like a, a wish, but more than just a wish. Like, I'm I'm investing in myself. I'm accepting the love and the gratitude and the mercy and you know forgiveness of God, the universe. To me, it's all kind of the same thing, right? Of you know just this powerful energy of source of being that you know I know I have within myself. I know that I'm connected to, and just not taking enough time to slow down and acknowledge that or be appreciative of it um, has been something that I feel I've been missing. You know, I really felt a strong connection growing up. You know, I grew up religious. I um, went to a church and, you know, granted the church is not perfect. Um, so even that getting within myself of learning how to pray with by myself without having to be in a congregation, without having to go to mass or service um, is something powerful in itself. And granted, I'm uh, on the opposite side, learning to be more comfortable with that as well as it doesn't matter what, what religion or what church or, you know, who I'm praying with, but to simply be able to pray with others is another source of, of prayer that I'm, I'm really learning to allow myself to tap into and not being so judgmental of myself or others or having a certain expectation. Um, and it's just, it's been beautiful. It's been very eye opening. Um, and again, I'm only on week three of this year, but again, I've kind of slowly been, you know, um, getting into this within the last year. Uh, and again, within my prayer, within my kind of spiritual practice and even meditation and even I want to say like conversations with God, whether it be journaling or just my own thoughts. Um, and so again, being able to write it down to just say like, this is a focus of mine for my spiritual and personal growth is simply pray. Um, the second one is to be in control of my emotions. Um, as I was mentioning earlier of just the meditation uh, practice and again, this previous episode of uh, acknowledging that my feelings and my emotions like are not who I am. I listened to an amazing podcast um, for Aubrey, uh, by Aubrey Marcus actually yesterday on the way again back home from Round Rock. 
Um, a lot of, again, spiritual stuff happens to me <laughs> when I have time alone, uh, stuck in a car. I love driving, you know, just road trips. I love it, love it, live for it. Um, but he had actually interviewed someone um, that they were talking about like the difference between emotions and feelings. So feelings is just kind of this response we get, right? So it's a, um, a knee-jerk reaction. You kick your knee, you have pain. That's, you know, your body responding. Um, someone yells at you, you want to cry. Like the, the feeling of disappointment or, um, you know, being judgmental of yourself. Again, like whatever it is, but a feeling. You're sad, you're mad, you're angry, you're disappointed. Um, all of that is a feeling. And that's okay. Like we're, we're human beings. You know, we are these animals and these creatures and our bodies are set up to protect us and give us warning signs. You know, like it just, that's how we function. But allowing yourself like, okay, that's a feeling. I was mad. I let it go. Or, you know, I was mad. I worked it out. I, you know, punched a punching bag and got it out of my system. You know, that feeling doesn't have to sit with you. But whenever we don't tend to our feelings or when we don't own them or acknowledge them, then it becomes like an emotional state, right? Like being frustrated or continue to be depressed is an emotional state. You can be sad. You can have, you know, again, almost like a, a depressed moment, time but you don't have to like live in that emotion. And it was so, again, I want to say eye-opening for me to identify the feelings and emotions are separate. The feelings is an you know, instant response and that's totally fine. That's normal. You choosing to say, I acknowledge I was mad. I acknowledge I was you know, upset. I acknowledge I was sad. I was hurt. I was happy. I was glad. I was joyful for that moment. Um, rather than it having to choose to be a emotional state was just profound. And so that's something for me is being able to be more in control of my emotions um, because I feel like I'm so open, right? And always needing that external validation to confirm my worth, my need, my value, um, put a lot of strain on my own personal self-worth. It was very hard for me to just sit alone with my own thoughts. And even now, I'm still very responsive to things around me. So another one of that and kind of a, a subset of is to simply keep my peace is another goal focus for me this year is, you know, like whatever's happening in the world, I want to be in control of me. I choose whether or not to give it the energy it deserves or to simply say like, okay, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't want that in my life. Um, if you're being ugly, if you're being mean, if you're being judgmental, um, again, most of the time, um, you know, whatever other people are working through or are having their own insecurities or own issues is they will project it 150% on you because the, they can't sit with it themselves. So what do they have to do? Transfer that energy. Um, again, very energy, uh, very thermodynamics of me, right? Um, law of physics, like energy can't just um, be, it has to do something, right? So if, again, for example, I'm mad or I'm sad or I'm insecure, if I don't work through that and put the energy into really diving in and, and solving that problem, I just hand the problem off to someone else, right? They, I think the saying is like you, you end up coming home and kicking your dog, right? Because your boss yelled at your, you and your boss had gotten yelled at by their boss. Um, and so it's, it's really funny because I, again, I acknowledge um, I've been so many people's punching bag. And, and so many of us are. So many of us walk around in the world being other people's punching bag, but we allow like their punch to leave a bruise. We allow it to like really affect us rather than just be the strong pillar and say, you know what? Hit me with all you've got. I'm okay. I'm at a current solid state. I can take that for you. I can take that energy and I can absolve it because like I'm not having to do anything with it. I'm fine. I'm stable. I am solid and secure. Um, and I'm again, even just saying that out loud gives me chills, you know, the behind my neck because 
that's such a beautiful state of just peace. So being able to keep my inner peace, um, worry less, be less stressed out and less responsive to the world, to others, you know, just gives me so much more clarity and again, solidarity within my own purpose of what I'm living. Um, you know, my life is my life. And if people like it, great. If they don't, sorry, like not even sorry, like, sorry, it's not for you. Like, <laughs> don't look like go and do something else. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just been, it's been mind boggling. I can't say that enough of, again, just transformative in our perception and the way that we look at things. Uh, so myself, again, just being in control of my emotions, keeping that peace. Uh, and then the last two, I guess, of worrying less is, is kind of on that same note, but simply just forgiveness, um, learning to forgive myself, to forgive others. Uh, it's very hard because, again, I am very judgmental of myself. It's very hard for me to let things go. I have such a high expectation of myself, um, which then has really high expectations for others. Um, if I'm busy beating myself up, like I can't be uh, graceful or you know nicer to you than I am to myself. And granted, most of the time I am more tolerant, more patient with other people than I am of myself. But if I can't treat myself well, if I can't forgive myself, if I can't give myself grace and room, and again, just simply acknowledging that I'm a human and I make mistakes, like I'm not perfect, um, I, it's really hard for me to turn around and give that to others. So just forgiveness all around, forgiving myself, forgiving my past, forgiving others, forgiving, I mean, just in general. Like I just want to be a source of forgiveness. I don't want to hold on to it. I don't want to have to carry the weight. Just let it go. It's not that serious. Um, and then give myself grace is that last part. And I know I probably just spent, you know, 10 minutes just talking about the spiritual and personal side, but this is such a huge development for me because I hadn't given it the time or energy or quite, quite frankly, even just the effort. I was just so busy trying to build my resume and build my platform and build what I'm doing and build my credibility and build, you know, just, just to keep building uh, but this whole foundation was kind of rocky and it had been there, but it hadn't been tended to. So I'm I'm super grateful for kind of little Brienne really just being this introspective, deep, spiritual, loving being, because again, like little Brienne set that foundation for me. I just took off running in the other direction because I'm like, no, I know who I am. Like I've, I've done the work. I've been there. I've been good. Like <laughs> I know God, we're good. Like we're, it's all right. Um, but I hadn't really come back. You know, so um, to the next part of then, right, of building again, this kind of life circle would be like my physical environment. Um, a very simple, again, uh, which I feel is just kind of common knowledge, but definitely not common practice <laughs> is um, to set up your physical environment uh, in general. So for me, just simply decluttering. I, uh, again, have an emotional attachment to things. Part of this, again, external validation of I want nice things. I like nice things. Uh, and granted, I always joke and be like, I feel like I was meant to be like this rich lady because I just have such an expensive taste for everything. <laughs> um, and granted, it's, I didn't even have to look at the price tag. Like I just like high quality, higher end you know, experience, expectation of life, uh, which is fine. But it's funny because then that lifestyle kind of drives me as to what I'm attracted to when in reality, like I don't need more stuff. You know, the simpler it is, the less things I have, the more I can, you know, pay attention to what it is that is important to me. That's what I was saying in the last episode. You know, I have these three instruments. One of them is readily available. Like I can put it in my backpack or in my purse and I actually have taken it with me as I've traveled uh, all this year. But to really like declutter, not have anything around me that just the bare essentials then really allows me to dive in and, and focus on what really matters, the things that matter. Um, simple. That, that it's, it's that 
and it's that simple. It doesn't have to be more complex. Um, even with again, clothes, things, trinkets, you name it. So putting forth an effort to just simply declutter has been huge for me and, and super helpful. Um, simply being more tidy, um, you know, like I'll get in a rush and I'm just, you know, one thing after another, after another, um, rather give myself time. Okay. If you took out, you know, a thing of pens to do your bullet journal, put it back up, Brian. Like it's, it's not that hard. You have a desk area, you have a place, you know, <laughs> I'm really big about having everything have a place and, you know, a space and a purpose for it. But things, you know, just get put all over. I have a jacket on a chair instead of putting it in the coat closet. Uh, you know, I have my ear warmers sitting out on, you know, the arm of the couch rather than it actually being in like the bin for like, you know, scarves and stuff. Uh, but simple things like that where, you know, not having clean countertops um, is so just taking these times to like really uh, be more tidy little at a time. So then that way, like on Sundays, I don't have to like clean, you know, I have to go through my entire apartment and, oh man, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I have to pick up that and I have to clean off this countertop and I have to go through this pile of papers because it just stacked up over the last month, uh, which I'll have no problem admitting. That's totally what I do um, or I have done. Um, and so now I'm getting so much better at really focused, being tidy, smaller chunks of time to simply declutter. Uh, as well as physical physical environment, one of the things I tie into is I want to experience new things. Um, I've been always, not always, I've dreamed of you know, traveling the entire world, you know, continent by continent, country by country. Um, and so this year, one of my goals was to actually go to Canada, which it's looking like it's happening. So I'm so st stoked. Uh, I can't share more details yet. Um, it's in the process of happening, but it was just phenomenal because um, last year, things from, you know, travel to hiking to, you know, people I was meeting, things just kept saying like Canada, 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 Canada. Um, and I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. The more, again, I would research and find out and, uh, again, just really kind of dive into it. It was just really spoke to my soul. And so I'm really excited. Again, here we are in January and it's already looking like it's coming to fruition. Um, so it's another thing, just physical environment, um, experiencing new things, new people, new places, uh, super excited. Um, so third to last, portion or piece of the pie of, of my life wheel would be career. Um, on this note of simply, I feel very secure with where I'm at. I love what I'm doing. Uh, I live for it. Again, I was doing it for free anyway for the last five years. So the fact that I get to really dive in, uh, I'm really excited about becoming a sub subject matter expert. Um, again, this has kind of been a hobby of mine, if you will, um, of really developing people and um, again, being trainers uh, of, again, just how things work, how components and how relations are built um, and how do you get the best out of people. Um, so with my job, again, like, you know, essentially providing customer service and, you know, management for our components of the organization has just been like, so exciting. Um, I always tell people because they're like, oh, well, you left engineering. You know, it's a totally different. Like, how is it? And I'm like, no, actually, this is the exact same thing. <laughs> I sat with design engineers who would come up with all this idea and new technologies, and I would have to know the operation side, how the assembly lines, what tools they had, what they were working with, what was their level of education. Like, you know, you can't just give people a bunch of blueprints that have never looked at a blueprint before. Um, and so similarly with, you know, our components and the chapters and the way that the organization is structured, I have a very, you know, I've done it. I've been it. I've lived it. <laughs> so um, again, being that tie between the two is just really exciting um, and absolutely loving it. So becoming that subject matter expert, again, I've, I've been doing it. I've been a nerd for developing and I've at least spent, you know, at least two to three hours every day over the last five years developing this um, just sense of curiosity and, and love for, for this topic in itself. So being acknowledged as a subject matter expert, simply just speaking on three panels is kind of a way that I feel like I'll gauge that appropriately. 
Um, number two is being uh, being better at presenting proposals. Uh, so obviously getting a higher percentage of my proposals being accepted. Um, I did have three proposals accepted last year, which was really exciting. But I had one major one that was like super high level, amazingly strategic. I was so proud that I would just like whip this together in, in a matter of a couple of days. I presented it my second week on the job and I just think it was like too early. <laughs> so um, obviously I hadn't had the time to really observe the inner workings and what was going on at the time, at the moment. Uh, granted, again, it, it funny enough happened, you know, last week, uh, or sorry, two weeks ago, so week before last, um, and I, we cranked it out. I feel like everything was aligned and perfect. And, you know, granted, again, it took, I want to say, you know, eight, whatever, however many months since April um, for it to come to fruition, but I already had had that beautiful plan. So the fact that we were in the time and place and like everyone came together and we were all ready for it, then I got to pull out, you know, and, and dust it off. It's like, okay, we're ready now. Like we've been waiting for this. <laughs> so it was just really exciting to to come there, but to again, better be prepared. So to have um, a better gauge of again, where we're at, who would be involved, what's the understanding. And again, just overall get better at how I pitch and propose um, my proposals or ideas um, or strategies to be able to in turn kind of start that snowball effect of tactics and executing it. So very much, again, a business acumen thing. Um, I had been used to submitting proposals previously, but obviously every company, every boss, every leadership team, every senior management, every even just, you know, team collaboration is different. Um, so I'm really looking forward to kind of helping move that forward and even just how I how I submit proposals and how I approach it. Um, and then third, just being more secure in my contribution and value. Um, again, that kind of ties back to being a subject matter expert, but a lot of Again, that of that external validation. Um, I've had people, you know, even straight up to my face were like, well, who are you to present this? Or who are you to, um, you know, well, what subject matter expert are we bringing in? Um, and it's, you know, quite frankly, like, one, hurt my feelings. And two, like, shook me to my core. Like, well, hell, here I am. I've been doing it for 10 years in manufacturing. I've been doing it for five years applied to just this organization in particular. Like, it's not like I'm a stranger. It's not like I'm coming out of the blue. Um, so really just being able to, like, again, sit strong and solid in what I do and knowing the value um, that I bring. You know, so many others, you know, are grateful and appreciative. But whenever I have these naysayers or these people that are, you know, quote unquote, out to get me just being ugly or mean, um, just being able to be more secure in that I know what I bring to the table. And I just I want to be able to do that and not, a, you know, not to be arrogant or full of myself, but to really be secure and solid in what I do. I strongly believe in it. I believe, you know, it's my purpose. I, you know, I tell people all the time whenever I'm, I'm walking and talking and doing this. And I say, you know, I, I feel it was a very difficult decision for me to quote unquote, leave corporate America because I'm now part of the 45%, um, you know, that leave STEM the first five years. I was at my five year mark in corporate America, uh, you know, probably about on that six side, but you know that I was at that five year mark, and I chose to go into the nonprofit space. So my industry did change. You know, I no longer have the title of an engineer, uh, even though again, like it transcends being an engineer into different industries. But I'm part of the statistics yet again, and so it's very hard for me to be an anomaly, to have fought the good fight, and to then I feel again, quote unquote, give up, if you will. I know I'm not giving up, but per the statistics, I'm, I'm part of that now, and identifying that I I readily say like I just felt so passionate and so strong and so purposeful, and if I can replace myself 50 times over with the work that I'm doing, it'll all be worth it, right? Similarly, for if if I go through all of this pain, 
but someone gets some good out of it. Like it won't be in vain. And that's exactly how I feel. And it's not to be a martyr by any means, you know, I'm not like sacrificing myself, but I know if I can just, if I can do this and I know I'm fully capable, like I can just hash this out. It's it's not, you know, it's not rocket science, (laughs) Um, but I can be so purposeful and I can do so much good that I can, you know, simply replace myself five, 50 times over without a doubt. Um, so then now on to the next wheel of my family and friends. And this was a big one that I said, the kind of one thing I feel I'm, you know, about 50%. Well, my health is meh, it's there. But um, family and friends was the other kind of thing. I was like, oh, I need to get a little better at this. Um, one thing is simply having girlfriend dates. So even just picking my bridesmaids was very, um, I want to say emotional for me because, you know, I always tell Fernando, well, I don't have like, you know, a group of girlfriends. And he's like, well, you have individual girlfriends that are, you know, there for you and love you and, you know, just bring you to life. And you have such good, deep, you know, sisterhood with. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't have a group of girls I go to brunch with on Sundays or a group of girls that we go and do, you know, karaoke night or girls night out. And that was something I, you know, miss. And I realized I wanted, I'd always been like, oh, I'm not a girly girl or, oh, I'm just, I don't get along with girls. Um, and granted I found, I want to say half of my girlfriends online or through starting this whole personal brand of just sharing my story and being myself and sharing my life experiences (laughs) or even what I'm learning or, um, you know, just what I'm fighting for, what I, what I believe in, um, which is beautiful. But, um, I want to be more adamant about that. So as I was talking about doing this compassion listening or making time to do like virtual coffee, just to like, again, have more girlfriend dates, whatever that looks like spending time with women I love making an effort to make more girlfriends, I'm all here for it. Uh, Number two is to see each family member individually, at least each quarter, which I'm already on a pretty good start with. Um, I really love, you know, obviously my siblings, cousins, my mom, um, and just making time for them and and really just carving out individual time rather than, oh, we're all together and we're going to do all these things. I just really want to have dedicated time to spending with them. Um, And then again, as I mentioned, scheduling more virtual coffee, this is for, again, potential friends, for new friends, for existing friends, for friends that I have all over the nation that I barely get to see. <laughs> uh, but, you know, reaching out and telling people that uh, as a part of New Year's, I even just told everyone, hey, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, plus three days. You know, I, I really try to put my phone down and enjoy the holidays. Uh, but, you know, I, I would love to have your in undivided attention. I'd love to meet for coffee or I, I'm heading to, you know, Seattle this week and I, I would really love to meet up with you. So whatever that looks like and just scheduling more virtual coffee. Like I said, having this chat with Brienne available, it's all there for you all. So check it out. Um, and last but not least... Uh, romance, right? This whole lovey-dovey stuff. Um, I will be getting married at the end of this year. So that's probably a whole nother topic, a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited. I really did not think I was gonna get married, find someone that I could put up with long enough, much less than put up with me. Um, and so it's really beautiful, just exciting time to be preparing for marriage, not just a wedding. Um, so it's really beautiful. I- I'm can't go on again. I could go on forever. So we're going to keep that there. Um, To be more patient, more understanding. um, Fernando and I had this amazing conversation at the beginning of the year, which I think we're going to probably do a podcast about just that conversation in general. But to simply just, again, be more patient, more understanding, to be less defensive um, and to be more affectionate. Like um, Fernando and I both have uh, like our love languages and we're very playful and, you know, we're very open and honest about each other's um, needs, if you will. So for me, it's words of affirmation. Um, and again, just with what we're working with, that's kind of what it is. So being more attentive to his needs um, 
again, of his love languages and vice versa. So I think, again, just being more mindful of that. And that's why I was saying kind of just affectionate, like loving him the way he he needs to be loved, um, you know, I think goes a long way and vice versa. You know, if, if I'm feeling like I'm not getting loved the way I need to, just kind of voicing that, making him, you know, known and more apparent. I feel like Fernando and I talk very openly, we're very honest with each other. So it's very helpful. Um, but yeah, that's kind of overall, I was trying to kind of just give high level and it's obviously some things required a little bit more uh, in detail, but me just being honest and open about what my goals are, obviously took two podcast episodes, so a good hour to dive into it. But I hope this was helpful. I hope it was insightful. Um, and if you have your own individual goals, please let me know. Again, hit me up in the DMs and Instagram uh, or even here, send a comment as you're rating the podcast. I'd really appreciate any kind of feedback what episodes you like the most, which are which ones are helpful, um, if there are any topics you guys would like to hear or discuss, um, or maybe even have a conversation with me if you're open to being on the podcast. I'd be more than happy to, um, again, just, just have a conversation. Uh, again, don't feel, don't forget, um, you know, follow me on Instagram or YouTube, uh, subscribe to this, um, you know, whatever you're listening to this on podcast. Um, so that way, you know, of the upcoming episodes, very much looking forward to, again, continuing to explore the growth and love uh, of life, career and growth, you know, through 2020 and then some, um, sending you much love, light, so much greatness and joy throughout the world. So much for us to experience. Thank you for your time, for your attention. And I will catch y'all later. Have a good one. Bye.